Hey guys, welcome back to your weekly lift podcast. I'm not going to lie, I'm feeling a little bit full today on pancakes and Valentine's meal. Who's decided to put pancake day and Valentine's night in one week? Like who actually decided that? I feel like they need a medal, but equally I'm hitting on them right now. Anyway, I hope that we are all okay. So at the time of recording this podcast, we are actually on the last day to sign up to our six-week uplift program. Um, And by the time this podcast actually drops, it will be the first day. And we have a lovely group of women who are ready to spend the next six weeks losing fat in a realistic way and are finally getting the support that they need to do that. Um, And it's been a week. It has been a week, I'm not going to lie, because... I think like it's easy to look at a business owner and think that, you know, they have to wear all these hats, which they absolutely have to do. And I definitely underestimated that before I started running a a business. Um, But ultimately, I set up my business to coach, to help women lose fat in a realistic way. And the things like the launches and the marketing and Instagram and the community are all like added strings to the bow that I've kind of just had to pick up and learn along the way. So, you know, after launch periods, I have to admit I'm very tired because they don't come necessarily naturally to me. Like I... I truly want to sell the product because I know how much it is going to help people, not because I want to make loads of money and sell you something that isn't going to work. Um, So I have to admit, guys, I'm feeling it a little bit today. I'm tired and I'm really looking forward to the weekend so that come Monday, I feel refreshed, ready to start with the amazing group of women that we've got. And all of the prep for this was inspired by today's episode um, because I recorded a little welcome video um, for all the ladies to basically watch before they start. And in that welcome video, I like to outline some expectations because I think it's really easy when you sign up to a coach to think that you know, that's it now and, and they are going to get you the results that you need. But coaching is very much a two-way street. Um, it is not, you know, it's not sign up to the coach and the coach does the work. Like you still have to do the work. The coach can provide all of the tools and make it as easy as possible for you to implement um, and support you along the way. But you still have to go and do the work. And obviously, when I was recording this video, it made me think about what I see in terms of characteristics from clients who get the best results. And I thought I would use it to to form today's episode because whether you're a client or not, you're still going to get a lot from this because what I've tried to do is take some of the things that apply to coaching, but also ensure that you can apply it if you are not a client, um, because I appreciate there are a lot of you out there that, you know, maybe aren't part of Team Lift yet, which I do not know why, but (laughs) here we are. I'm joking. The fact that you're listening to this podcast means you're very much part of this community in my eyes. And you may have also seen over on Instagram, a couple of weeks ago, we had our first meetup. Um, And when I say meetup, I mean, um, 
like the meetup between me, Laura and Katie. So we hadn't actually met as a group of three yet. And we decided just to go out for a really nice lunch in London. And um, we just got to know each other. And of course, like the, the conversation naturally falls to coaching. And in this conversation, we were talking about, you know, the people that get the best results and people that still need a bit more work and so on and so forth. And, and we were sharing ideas. And like I said, that and recording for the uplift has um, made me think about this in a little bit more detail and I wanted to share it with you and so that you can kind of re-evaluate or evaluate what you're currently putting into your fitness journey and whether or not you could work on adopting some of these qualities or these characteristics to make well to ensure that you can get better results and I also just want to say like some of these points might not necessarily work for you, but try and go into this podcast with an open mind and think, am I actually doing all of these things? And if I'm not, can I do those things? And like I said, it, it might not necessarily apply for you. And I think depending on where you are in your fitness journey will depend on what you need. But I'm going to take this as an average, like I'm going to take this as what I find most people need to do or need to be in order to get the best results. And actually, you may be listening to this a little bit further on in the future, um, and maybe you are even starting one-to-one coaching soon, and actually, I think you will find this really um, helpful because you will know the characteristics and the mindsets that you need to start adopting right from the beginning in order to get the most out of your coaching. Now, I also think it's really easy to think that I'm going to sit here and list out, you know, um, that the most successful clients hit five workouts a week or the most successful clients consistently hit their protein or eat in a deficit. And whilst all of those things are really important to results, the characteristics of successful clients or people that I have seen in the past get the best results are not actually any of those things. So I'm really interested to hear your feedback. Once you've listened to this podcast, is there anything in in here that surprised you? Um, Or is there anything in here that you are going to try do and do better moving forward? Feel free to let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Lucy underscore team lift. I would love to hear from you. And like I said, any feedback on any of the episodes is always very much appreciated. So the first characteristic or the first thing that a lot of successful people when it comes to coaching have in place is a form of accountability. Now, I was doing a little bit of research in on and some stats on this before the podcast because I knew there were some really eye-opening facts out there. But basically, um, researchers found that if you have a you have a 65% chance of completing a goal if you commit to someone. Um, and that actually increases from 65 to 95% if you have a specific accountability appointment with the person that you have committed to. And this is exactly why we have check-ins within um, coaching. Um, Or if for those that maybe aren't, aren't coaching or don't have a coach, get like benefit if they are maybe doing something with a friend or they've joined up to a class um, or you know they've told someone that they're going to do something I guarantee you you are much more successful and 
like I said, this is exactly why we have check-ins because we want people to know they have got that next touch point with us and we are going to be able to know whether they have done it or not, help them with things that they're struggling with and also be there to celebrate their wins. Um, so the check-ins aren't just there so that we can have a nice little catch-up. <laughs> they are there to keep you accountable when you probably wouldn't if you didn't have them. Now, accountability is big in so many ways um but the people who are the most successful with their coaching is the people that check in without fail every single time their check-in is due um whether that and i think it can be really easy to avoid check-ins or even accountability partners um or classes when you're not having a good week but that is exactly when you need to check in um because at the end of the day you are not a robot. If you were perfect, you probably wouldn't actually need any accountability in the first place, right? So if you've signed up to something and you're not making use of the key moments in the week or the month where you get the accountability from that person, then you probably want to question why you've signed up to it. I say to my clients, like the check-in is probably the most important part of the coaching because that's where I actually get to coach and that is where I get to see how you're doing and help you with things. And if you avoid that or if you don't do that, then I guarantee you, you probably won't have as good of a week. And I do have clients sometimes that have missed a check-in and then they're like, Lucy, I actually missed your voice note so much this week that it has made me ensure that I never don't check in again. <laughs> now, I'm aware this is sounding very coaching related. I think when it comes to accountability, obviously, I think that's what coaching is all about. It is for the accountability. It's not for the macro plan. It's not for the workouts. It is the accountability. But I've got plenty more tips and advice coming your way. But like I said, if you're not coaching, um, have an accountability partner, do it with a friend. And don't just go that do that step go one step further and they right me and my friend are actually going to check in with each other every single week on how we're doing i recently completed a gratitude book with one of my really good friends and honestly there were some days i was so busy that i could have sacked it off so easily but we messaged each other every day once we knew once we had done the activity and i knew that if i had a messaged her she would be messaging me and be like where like where are you or how did it go today and I couldn't say that I hadn't done it um so you can really see how the truth lies within those stats and the people who get the best results are the people that have regular accountability appointments with their coach or with that be somebody else or someone around them okay the next thing is Barry, seeing barriers as opportunities. Um, and you can look at this in many ways. And I, I guess the best way to describe it is, is basically quitting your all or nothing attitude. Because right now, your all or nothing attitude is holding you back. Um, and don't get me wrong, I know it can be much easier said than done. Um, but 
I know from coaching hundreds of women now that the ones who get the best results are the ones who don't let one bad day throw them off. And like, there's a lot of, um, like, I think it's analogies around this. I think that's the right word. Um, But like, if you popped a car, um, a tire on your car, would you then go and pop all four? Which actually, this is very apt because I've just had a flat tire this week. Um, and I didn't go and pop all four tyres. Um, if you spilt a little bit of milk, would you pour the whole carton of milk down the sink because you'd spilt a little bit? Um, if someone stole a pound from you, would you go and give that person a million pounds, the million pounds that's in your bank account? I mean, if you've got a million pounds in your bank account, then come and be my friend. <laughs> but you can see how you wouldn't do any of those things Just like if like, say you've got a child or maybe a friend that says to you, oh, I had a really bad day today, so I'm just going to give up for the rest of the week. You would probably be like, what are you actually doing? What are you on about? So why do we do the same to ourselves? Um, So I think that's the first thing is like successful people don't just give up on a bad day. They accept that, especially when it comes to fat loss, like it is never going to be linear. um, And there are always going to be ebbs and flows in any journey to any goal. Um, But for some reason, when it comes to ourselves and our fat loss, we're so quick to just give up uh, because we're like, oh, what's the point? The whole week's out now. And actually, no it isn't at all a lot of the time the damage isn't done on that one day that everything has gone wrong the damage is done on the days around it when you don't pick it back up and when you let yourself carry on with these unhealthy habits or these behaviors that aren't serving you um and then the other thing i would like link into this is seeing barriers as opportunities is like a lot of people have like busy jobs they may have kids that they have to you know put before themselves a lot of the time they have things that have stopped them from achieving their goals in the past um but if you are ever going to get better at them you can't avoid those situations so a lot of people say to me oh i just wish i didn't have any social events on because things would be much easier yeah, things might be much easier, but you'd probably be bored and miserable. And if you actually do like going out for social events, then taking them out of your life isn't actually going to be helpful. So instead of seeing like a social event as something to dread uh, or this major hurdle in your journey, see it as an opportunity to practice getting better. Um, The people that say their barriers or the things that they dread as be like, right, this is my chance to show myself I can do it are the people that get better in those tough situations. So if you see that meal out as a chance to be like, okay, this is is my chance to show myself that I can track my calories when I go out for dinner and I don't have to just only track the good days. Um, Or it is my chance to see that I don't just have to have what I always have on the menu and actually I could maybe choose a different lower calorie option. It's my chance to see that actually I don't have to drink tonight to be having a great time or I don't have to indulge in all three courses and that is the only way we actually do get better at things is by proving to ourselves that we can do it because we build trust up in ourselves so try and see your barriers as your opportunities and remember that 
no journey is ever linear there will always be barriers along the way there will always be hurdles there will always be days you can't be bothered but it's how you respond to those and how you view them which will determine how successful you are on your journey Okay, the next one is a coaching-based one, but equally, I spoke about it in a recent podcast about the power of community um, and how we don't actually utilise the communities around us um, enough and rely on the people around us to help us get the results that we need. Um, and the be- the people or clients who get the best results immerse themselves in the Team Lift community. Now, if you listen to that podcast, you will know that I said the word community used to give me the ick. Um, I used to think, oh, I'm not, I'm not talking to random strangers about my problems. Um, but when I actually did, I realized how helpful um, it was. And it's no surprise that things like, um, you know, rehabilitation programs are all done, not all of them, but there is a big part of it that are done in group settings because we learn so much from the people around us and we are helped so much by people going through similar struggles or events. Um, So if you are a part of Team Lift or you are a part of another community, try this week to utilize it a bit more you know, ask some questions in that. I know, um, you know, I think also not only that, not only do you get from taking from that community, but I know a lot of my clients get a lot from giving as well. I know when I help people in my business mentoring group that I feel great about it because I'm like, oh, I help that person do something in a better way um, based on a struggle that I have had previously so they don't have to have it. Um, so try not to see communities as icks like I once did and see it as something that is a truly valuable resource and although I appreciate it can be really nerve-wracking the more you do it the easier it gets because the more you actually feel a part of something and therefore the more comfortable you are whereas the more you stand on the sidelines and don't get involved the more you are going to feel out of it and you almost are going to kind of exclude yourself from the community. Um, So use communities available to you, um, whether that be within coaching. At Team Lift, we actually have the best community of women. Um, Like, I will not lie, we do. But if you're, like I said, if you're not a coaching client, like I bet you there are people around you who you are not utilising right now that would make your journey easier. Okay, the next one is all around leaning into it rather than resenting it. I think it can be really easy to start seeing our fitness journeys as a bit of a chore or something that we have to do. Um, But what a lot of people don't realise is is they chose to do this. Especially if you're a client, you chose to sign up to this. Is that you chose? Yeah, that is the right sentence. Um, You chose to sign up to this. Um, No one forced you. No one is even forcing you to still be here. And sometimes my clients say to me, like, oh, I I don't always want to hear what you have to say, but I know I need to hear it. And I know that sometimes. I know when I'm recording a check-in and I'm giving someone a bit of a tough love, they're probably rolling their eyes on the other end, right? But that is what is going to help people get results and get out of their comfort zone. And that is what they are paying me to do. Um, Because if they could do it on their own, they would be doing it on their own. So my point is, is try not to resent it. I went off on a bit of a tangent there, didn't I? Um, But 
the more you resent the fact that you have to go to the gym or that you have to count your calories or that you have to go out for a walk after work, the less enjoyable the process is going to be. Whereas if you look at everything that it adds to your life, so getting out for a walk after work gives you that mental break between work and your evening. Um, Tracking calories is going to make you more aware of your food. So you're not going to feel overindulged and sick and bloated after you've eaten a big meal. Um, Going to the gym is going to make you stronger and it's going to give you that bit of time back for you where you'd normally be running after everybody else. Really try and lean into the process because the ones that actually enjoy it and the ones that actually realize that they are there through choice and that no one is forcing them are the ones that get better results because everything feels easier. Um, There's a saying as well that's like, um, it's harder to give something 50% than it is to give it 90%. It's the same. It's hard. I I was saying this to myself this week. It's harder to give something half ass than it is to give it your full full ass, right? And it's true. It's so true. Like sometimes if I go to a workout and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take it easy today and can't really be bothered to be here. I won't enjoy that workout one bit. It will feel like it is so slow and I will just go away from it, probably not even feeling good. Whereas if I go into it and I'm like, I'm really looking forward to taking this time for me. I'm going to really push myself. I'm going to come away feeling good. And I'm not saying you can necessarily force the way you feel sometimes. Like there are going to be workouts where you don't feel like that. But You know, I never understand why you would ever sign up to something if you weren't going to give it your full ass. Um, Because trust me, if you give it your full ass, you're going to enjoy it more and then you're going to get better results because everything will feel smoother, it will feel easier and it will feel like it's adding to your life rather than taking away from it. Um, And whether that be your coaching or not, I feel like I have to keep saying that because I don't want this to be this big coaching podcast. Um, I know my clients will get a lot from it, but equally, I want other people to as well. Um, But if you are, um, if that is you and you think, oh, do you know what, actually, like, I have been kind of bumbling along or I have just been going through the motions this week, try and enjoy it, try and reframe it, try and think I get to do this and see how different you feel and and see what how much more consistent you are and see the results you get because of that consistency. Okay, and the last one is um, reaching out and communicating when you are struggling. Now, this is a big coaching one, but your coach is not a mind reader. And I know that this can be a really tricky thing for a lot of people, because I think people like to feel like they don't want to bother you, or they um, don't want to be a burden, or that people don't really care about your problems. But I know as a coach, I would hate anybody to be sat on the other end of the app struggling when they could literally just reach out to me, or Laura, or Katie, anytime. Um, That is what we are here for at the end of the day. Um, And the people who give the detail and the people who like let you in and let you get to know them and let you help them, they don't just go off and do their own thing and think they've got it all figured out, are the ones that get the best results. And if you're not a client, you know, communicate with the people around you. You know, if you're struggling to get to the gym because your partner actually isn't allowing you the time to go and do that or taking over some of the childcare to do that or whether your boss is actually piling up your 
desk with one thing after another to do and actually you're working way more hours than what you ever expected communicate people don't know how you're feeling unless you tell them and you know especially if you're struggling people will just assume you're fine unless you tell them otherwise so you have to communicate and the people who get the best results on a fat loss journey are the people that tell me when they're struggling they are the ones who tell me what's going on in their life they tell me when something isn't working um because as much as i would love to have a crystal ball i definitely don't so have any of those surprised you definitely let me know because i would love to hear your feedback But like I said, if you are a client or you're not a client, maybe you are starting with Team Lift soon, adopting some of these characteristics are going to stand you in good stead for your fitness journey and to see better results. And equally, if there's anything you would add to this, please let me know um, because I'd love to share it with those on Instagram and those around me. Um, So yes, I hope you found this episode helpful. I will see you all next week where I'm going to be joined by the lovely Katie and um, I will speak to you all soon.